David Ownby writes that one of Li Hongqi's favorite themes of discussion is modern science. He says that Li often returns to the limitations of the scientific paradigm and the blind arrogance of the world scientific community at the same time without imparting an explicitly anti-scientific or anti-modern message. Without the internet, for example, Ownby opines, Falun Gong most certainly would not have achieved its present form. Instead, Li's teaching is directed towards attempting to show that Falun Gong offers the sole avenue towards genuine understanding of the true meaning of the universe, which he often labels the Buddha Fa. In Zhuang Falun, Volume 2, Li says, The axioms set forth by today's empirical science are quite narrow and acknowledge only that which is visible and tangible. Anything indiscernible to eye or to the eye or touch is not acknowledged. Its scientific axioms are not scientific whatsoever and have completely boxed man in. When a person discovers via scientific means things normally invisible and intangible, is that not science? Ombi says his fieldwork demonstrates that Lee's discussions of and challenges to modern science struck a chord with many Chinese intellectuals who took up Falun Gong practice. They say that in explaining the relationship of science to larger cosmic structures and existential questions, that Lee has made science more relevant than before. Lee's ultimate aim in talking about science is to illustrate the limitations of scientific knowledge so as to make space for his own vision which transcends science and returns it to a secondary subservient role in our understanding of cosmic and human forces. He attempts to do this with a number of strategies. Ownby says, including purported evidence from parascientific research. This includes claims of archaeological findings from hundreds of millions of years ago which undermine the theory of evolution. Lee is suggesting, Ownby says, that uh, scientific paradigms are historically and culturally bound and thus epistemologically incapable of validating their own claims to authority. Again, in Zhuang Falun 2, Li says, Living beings are complex, and the structure of the universe is extremely complex. The knowledge possessed by man today has reached its peak. Having peaked, it has become something that limits the development of man's science. For example, many accomplished scientists have set forth axioms in the field of physics and chemistry. Within the confines of these axioms, what they say indeed holds true. And it's fine to build upon them. However, truth is a many-tiered thing. When you suppress their axioms, you will find that the axioms have in fact served to limit people. Ownby says that, according to Lee, one of science's major shortcomings is its inability to, un- to understand the idea of multiple dimensions, that the universe exists at many different levels simultaneously, and that the process of enlightenment consists of passing through these levels to arrive at ever more complete understandings. Lee tells his disciples in Falun Buddha Fa lectures in the, in the United States that the cosmos, cosmos is extremely complex. Earth is nothing but a speck of dust and it is insignificant. Yet within this expanse there are innumerable and complex structures of dimensions. What are these structures of dimensions like? Which level of dimension does our humankind live in? 
We live in the surface matter comprised of the biggest layer of molecular particles. We live in between molecules and planets. A planet is also a particle within a vast cosmos. It too is a trivial speck of dust. The Milky Way galaxy is also a trivial speck of dust. This universe, the small universe I described, just described, is also but a trivial speck of dust. The largest particles that our human eye sees are planets, and the smallest particles visible to humankind are molecules. We humans exist in between the particles of molecules and planets. Being in this dimension, you think it's vast. From a different perspective, it's actually extremely narrow and tiny. He says, the Buddhas, Taoist deities, and gods we speak of exist in other dimensions than man that man cannot touch or see. Ownby says that overall, Lee's discussion on the topic is simple and attempts to sum it up. He invokes apparent anomalies in the archaeological or geological record to call into question the authority of the scientific consensus. On the basis of that challenge, he goes on to suggest a less human-centered view of the universe composed of hierarchically linked levels. Through cultivation, humans can transcend the level into which they were born. Human Ombi regards Lee's arguments unconvincing and, and believes that Lee is not particularly interested in scientific debate or those who do not believe or doubt him. His concern is rather to illustrate to those who are attracted to such a message that Falun Dafa is both, both contains within it and transcends the modern scientific viewpoint. Transformation and Higher Dimensions Connected with Lee's discussion of cultivation practices the idea of supernormal abilities and special powers that the adherent is supposed to develop in the course of dedicated study. These are connected to Lee's teachings on apparent higher dimensional realities, which he says exist simultaneously and in parallel to the human dimension. Lee teaches that supernormal powers are a byproduct of moral transcendence and are never sought after or to be employed for selfish intentions. He has said that there are up to 10,000 supernatural powers, though, as Ownby points out, has never listed them. Some of those he has discussed include the opening of the celestial eye, which may enable practitioners to see into other spatial dimensions and or through walls, according to Ownby, clairvoyance, precognition, levitation, and the ability to transform one kind of object into another kind of object, including to Penny, according to Penny, among others. Pez, the practitioner, is supposed to pass through various levels until he or she reaches the state of cultivation of a Buddha's body, Lee says. The supernormal abilities developed at this stage belong to the category of divine powers. The practitioner will have unlimited powers at this point and will have become incredibly mighty. Upon reaching higher realms, he or she will cultivate to become a great enlightened being. All of this depends on how you cultivate your Xingxing. Dedicated cultivators find a righteous cultivation way and achieve righteous attainment. This is consummation. In the book Falun Gong, Lee says, dimensions are, from our perspective, are very complicated. 
Mankind only knows about the dimension in which human beings certainly currently exist, and other dimensions have not yet been explored or detected. When it comes to other dimensions, we Qigong masters have already seen dozens of levels of dimensions, which can also be explained in theory, but yet to be proved by science. In Xuan Falun, the question of multiple dimensions is explained this way. As human beings, we have a body in each of numerous dimensions. When we examine the human body now, the largest elements are cells, and they comprise the physical human body. If you uh, can enter the space between cells and molecules, or the spaces among molecules, you will experience being in another dimension. What does that body's form of existence resemble? Of course, you cannot use the concepts of this dimension to understand it. Your, and your body must meet the uh, requirement of that dimension's form and existence. The body in another dimension can become big or small to begin with. At that time, you will find it also a boundless dimension. This refers to a simple form of other dimensions that exist simultaneously in the same place. Everyone has a, specified, has a specified body in each of many other dimensions. David Ownby says that Lee regards his discussion of multiple dimensions as a superior approach to knowledge and understanding. One of science's major shortcomings, according to Lee, is its inability to, de to detect multiple dimensions. Lee argues that the universe and human understanding of the universe exists at many different levels simultaneously and that the process of enlightenment consists of passing through these levels to arrive at ever more complete understandings. In this context, transformation is both physical and intellectual. The motor behind such transformation is individual, moral, practiced, alongside cultivation under an orthodox master. Moral practice, says Onbi, is a necessary but not sufficient condition for cultivation and enlightenment. Individual moral practice burns karma and reduces suffering, but unless the individual is committed to an orthodox cultivation regime, they will not be able to break through the various levels and attain enlightenment and transformation. What is required in this instance is a master, someone who has the power to channel the moral behavior and, inten and intentions of the practitioner in the proper direction. This leads to the oft-repeated phrase in Lee's texts, cultivation depends on oneself, gong depends on the master. <laughs>